Hey, Mark, fake banter for the intro. That's all I know how to do. Great. Good to be here. Welcome to Tuesdays with... Stories. Hit her in the face with a surfboard. And then the duck fell out of his bag. <laughs> Surf's up. And she didn't even flush. Knock, knock. Who's there? Mark Norman and Joe Les. Yeah! This is Tuesdays with Stories, everybody. Yeah, that's terrible. This is supposed to be cheesy. My radio is spitting at me. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Tuesdays with Stories. I'm uh, Keeper Sutherland, and that's um, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy, one of the few Jews in space. Is he a Jew? What are you kidding? Look at his ears. I thought he was a, uh, what are they called? Mohawks? What are they called? Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah, the Vulcans. <laughs> I think that was all some anti-Semitism back in the 60s. Like, all right, we got to make this fucking Hebe look, uh, look, look a little uh, different than the rest of us. He's a Vulcan. The craziest thing about Leonard Nimoy, uh, this blows my, my tits right out of the room. He directed Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> what? Shut the hell up. <laughs> he did. He's the director oh of Three Men and a Baby. He was behind the camera saying, hey, live long and prosper, Gutenberg. I mean, it's wild. Wow. <laughs> well, he, he must have done a Vulcan neck pinch on the, on the quality because that movie stinks. I don't know. I kind of like it. I've, I've probably told the story a hundred times, and you heard it, go. yada yada. But uh, the hardest, one of the hardest I've laughed in uh, since uh, 1975 was Dan Bulger, our friend. Yeah, uh, funny big, guy, big kook. We were living together, and he's Diabetic. a young guy. He's uh, you know eight years younger than me or whatever. So I was like, yeah, we should do a spoof of Three Men and a Baby. And he's like, what's Three Men and a Baby? And I'm like, it's this movie, and we're high. We're like on drugs. We're drinking. And he's like, well, what's it about? And I'm like, it's about three millionaires. They live in an apartment. They Someone leaves them a baby. They thought it was cocaine, but it's a baby, so they keep it. There's a ghost in the window. Colin Quinn's in it, and Leonard Niboy directed it. And he was just <laughs> on the floor like, what? Wow, this is a quite a, a bag of a big gumbo of uh, confusion. Well, I mean, when you put those things together, you're like, how did I miss this film? Yeah, man. By the way, I mean, not to go on a on a gay tangent, but that just shows you how things can change and ebb and flow. Like at one point, Colin Quinn is in this movie with Ted Danson, the fucking <laughs> biggest star, sexiest sitcom guy, Gutenberg, Police Academy, Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I. And he probably thought it was the height of his world, the height of his career. And then now that's just a blip on the on the face of my asshole. Gutenberg. Uh, yeah, I think. We were talking about that. Him and I actually were talking about this the other day because he's doing a, I don't want to say too much, but he's got a part in a show. And mm. he was saying, you know, in the old days, like when I started back in the 80s, when you would get a part in a show, people were like, you did it, man. Yeah. You made it. Like, this is this is it. And now right. you're like, ah, I got to go and do, a, I, I'm doing a scene and fucking, uh, you know, I can't even think of a TV show. What's the show? <laughs> Enlightenment. What's that show on HBO or whatever? High Maintenance. High Maintenance. You're like, I got a piece on high maintenance. I wouldn't even call you for that. <laughs> that's you know true. What I, mean? I would just keep it a secret. I wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah, like Curb, okay. That's a special place in our in our taint. But uh, yeah, high maintenance or even girls. You're like, oh, cool. You, you joke out on girls. You hear about that? Like, oh, yeah, well, what are you going to do? I mean, Soder is a, like a, yes! a, a co-star. I've never seen an episode. I feel bad every time I see him. Yeah, the show's not great. I mean, the guy's like one of my closest friends. I, I fucked him in the ass. His dad's dead, but I've never seen the show ever. I, I don't even know that it's, uh, what's it called? Billions. Billions, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel, because I heard he's great. I love him. I, he's you know, a good he's actor. The best. I, oh, he's great. I mean, he's, he's a brilliantly talented guy, but uh, I'm not going to watch a show. No, you would hate it. So it's all drama. It's all serious and weird lighting and oils. You know, you would hate it. But uh, he's got a big head and he's a hell of an actor. His mom's a whore. So I, I think you would hate it. But I think he's really good on the show. I've watched a couple clips. Uh, a physical head. I feel like we should say because he's a very modest fellow. Oh, oh yeah, no, no. Physically, his head is uh, <laughs> enormous, but he's a humble, humble cunt. Humble guy with a goofy head, and uh, we love you, Dan. I'm sure someone will tweet and say, "Liz said he fucked your dad" or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, that's and, what killed uh, him. Hell of a, spe <laughs> hell of a special, I might add. Yes, son of a Gary. Give it a whirl, folks. He's he's a great comic and a great great egg. That's on HBO. It's uh, in H HBO. By the way, I was just talking about this the other day. 
and I think you agree, HBO still the king. Yes. Not just comedy. I'm talking entertainment. Netflix is a joke. I mean, they got a couple things. They got a couple. The documentaries are like the Night Stalker was amazing. They got a few of those in there. Yeah, I mean, Making a Murder is fine, but none of them compare to HBO. HBO puts no. something out. I'm on it. I, I'm watching it. And from what I understand, the dramas are the best. The Wire and uh, oh. Sopranos. But not the not for me, but the docs, the comedy specials, the TV. I mean, it's just the best. There's a it's new the series coming out. It came out, you know, the Sunday, if you're listening to this. It comes out tonight in real time. But real time, another great show. Ah, there you go. But Curb. There's a, there's a new doc series about a woman that invented a three-wheeled car, and I watch. It's like a 30-second teaser. I'm like, I'm in. I know this is going to be good. I can't wait. Interesting. Well, that's a weird choice for a doc, but hey, I'm I'm in too. But yeah, no, they 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 have the best work. They have the most interesting stuff too. Like they take a risk, and it usually pays off. I'm blanking on it now, but like they'll have a show where you're like, what the fuck is it? Like even high maintenance. That's kind of weird. But they right. bought it. They like. They could see the good in it, and that's what I love about HBO. Is they'll they'll oh they'll do a western. You want to do Deadwood? Hey, if it's good, we'll put it on. Yeah. So so God bless HBO and God bless Soder for getting on there and Netflix. Uh, thanks for having me on there too. Check out my half hour on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah, you're on it. Yeah, you forget about that, doesn't? It's weird. I've, I've, totally I totally forget about it. Yeah, yeah, but that's a great credit. What a that's like your best credit probably. I guess so. I mean, it's weird. When people ask, what do you want me to say? I say Netflix Tonight Show. Netflix, because they can go home and watch it, which right, is exciting. Right. And then Tonight Show, blah, 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 Johnny Carson, Jack Parr, my sister's ass. Well, credits have become this weird thing in the in the comedy jizz because Tonight Show sounds good. It's almost like got some prestige. Like, oh, this guy's been on the Tonight Show, you know, Suit, 30 Rock, New York, the whole thing. But nobody sees it. Nobody ever watches it. It doesn't help your career a blip and yet some youtube viral you know bj under a bridge will go go crazy or or my thing with the news the, the anchor chick and the cleveland skank you know that's going crazy but the tonight show sounds good but it's worthless it's this weird uh limbo we're in with with stand-up credits yes how low can you go but um, what was I going to say? It was going to be something. Then the limbo thing came to my mind, and it's not even great. And then I had bimbo on my tits for a second. Ah, but bimbo, limbo, Jimbo. Kimbo. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher was a football coach. Wait, what was I going to say? Tonight's show. Oh, I was talking about this the other day to a, to a friend and a wife and a, and a plant. Mm. I, the, the manager, Robert. comedy managers... Yeah. ...must be shitting their pants. They I mean, are. And, and TV execs and shit. They must be like want to kill themselves because everything's Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and, and yeah. Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, and <laughs> I mean YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I talked to Tim Dillon the other day. He's fat and gay, and he said he fired his manager. And I said, why? And he goes, because they sent me a, D a Disney audition. Like, I'm going to do Disney? I'm a fucking psycho out here screaming into a microphone about uh, Enron. You know, he's not going to do a, what's it going to be, a, a beaver in a, in a Pixar? Come on. Well, some of these folks are so naive to stuff. They're like, yeah, they're like, hey, do you want to be the Geico guy? And I'm like, Geico? I, I've said homo 38 times in the last 10 minutes. Like, they're going to they're yeah. shoot us if they find us. Oh, yeah, that lizard would hate you. That was like, I remember uh, when uh, Gilbert Godfrey got Gecko. fired. Uh, what's his? Affleck. Was oh, Affleck. And then I was opening for DePaulo, and he's like, my agent just sent me a voiceover audition to be Affleck. He's like, they fired Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, like, we replaced Gilbert Godfrey with Nick DePaulo. Uh, <laughs> right, right. We've, we've replaced Cosby with Epstein. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So kooky time. I feel like we're in this weird Elliot Page transitional phase of showbiz. You know, YouTube and TikTok and uh, Parlor and Clubhouse and Grinder and Pornhub and Lobster Tube. It's all over the place, and yeah, you gotta you gotta figure out those choppy waters yourself. I feel like. I just heard about um, Clubhouse for the first time. Bob Kelly was telling me about it. Him and Rich Voss were in there. Evidently, Clubhouse is black. Is that right? Uh, I don't know. I, I hear a lot of honkies on it, but I don't know anything about it. You, what the hell is Clubhouse? Can you explain it? 
So I'm going to explain it through them. So I got Dumb and Dumber telling me. So this is <laughs> this is through a filter, but uh, you got they, a, a honey crisp and lisp. <laughs> so, that was a stretch. So his pants. I like it. So they were telling me it's like a it's like a hang. I guess it's kind of like. Um, what are we on right now? Zoom. It's kind of like Zoom, but you have your own room. So you go, this is Mark mm. Norman's clubhouse. Uh-huh. And then people go, can I come in? And you go, sure, come in. And you, you're sitting there, you have a cigar, you talk. But I think it's it started as black or was predominantly black and we're taking it over, like the N-word or whatever. But it, We're gentrifying the clubhouse. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's mostly or started off as black people kind of hanging out and having a good time and the whites are squeezing in. That's the, what I was presented it as. Interesting. Well, from what I the 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 wind is blowing. What I keep hearing is everything's going away eventually. So uh, enjoy it all. Get your check. Get your Patreon. Get your uh, dick pic. But it's all going away. Your podcasting's going away, and all this. Everybody everybody tries to scare you with the censorship thing. What do you mean it's going away? Like it's the I, end? I, I talked to all these podcasts. They're like, oh, give it, give it six months. They're gonna have a, uh, what do you call that thing? Where you like an algorithmy thing where you say homo. Anybody who said homo <laughs> into a microphone, they got it. They go, boop, they find it and they just delete. <laughs> yeah, all these people are a bit paranoid and. I thought you meant like, because Sarah keeps telling me Instagram's dead. That's over. You can't make really? it. It's all on TikTok. People are fleeing Instagram or whatever. Fuck. But. I don't know, because all of us old assholes are still on it, but those yeah. people are paranoid. This is what happens, and this is going to be political, so skip ahead. Everyone is a warning. <laughs> Mildly political. Donald Trump gets kicked off of you know Stitcher and, and Twitter yeah. because he's like, hey, the election's fake, it's fake, it's fake, which you know it's not. He went to the Supreme Court, all the, all, all the evidence. Says right. it's fake, it's fake. Hey, you got to go up there and fight like hell. I'm right behind you if you don't fight. And then a riot happens. They kill a cop. They break in. And then so they go, hey, you can't be on here anymore, which, you know, debate debate away. Yeah. But that's not what fucking you and, me, you and I are doing. Right. We're just but going, th- hey, yeah, gays are weird. Woo, blacks. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I mean? the argument is it starts there and then it creeps towards us, I, you know, I over guess, time. I guess that's the argument. I could be proven to be wrong, but uh, I feel like we're gonna continue to have a podcast for a while. Hey, let's hope so because we got a, we got some great gays out there, and I, I got a couple of heartwarming tales about a few uh, twosies. All right, great. I can't wait, uh, Jim Twosies, and you know <laughs> I, I can already hear the tweets being like, "You liberal cuck, piece of shit." But uh, you well, know that's I, you that's what I think. Yeah, I hope you're right. I don't like any kind of censorship. I mean, the the question is like, who gets to decide? You know, I like I get the Twitter is some guy Jack's thing, and he's like, well, if I don't like it, you're out. That it's my choice. It's my company. So I get that. But when it's other stuff, and I'm like, they just start pulling stuff away. I'm like, well, why does that get pulled away? And they go, because it's blah blah blah. And you're like, yeah, but how come you get to pick? That's what right. worries me. Yeah, exactly. It's a slippery slope. I mean, I think if we started a, a riot, we would be out. But but also, while we're talking politics, just so I don't get all the liberal cuck things, I think if it was a board of liberals, we'd be the first two to go. They would shoot oh, us right in the tits. No but, doubt. Well, a couple of cisgender, white, honky, dick, fag, douches. Yeah, we're <laughs> out of there. So no doubt about it. But, you know, the old adage, everything is hate speech to someone. So ah. if somebody considers hate speech... The other group thinks that's normal, and then what you say about them, they think it's hate speech. Interesting. I like yeah. that. I like I like that theory. I don't know how old that adage is. How old is that? Ad- it feels like a new adage. I think it's about a year old. Okay, that's that's a new that's a baby adage. I guess you, you never hear about a new adage, so I, I just threw old on there. Good point. Good point. But yeah, I think uh, I I think a lot of these people are pressing the panic button because. You know, Trump got thrown off of Twitter, but, uh, you know, I, th- I think we'll be okay. Plus, there's all kinds of crazy people on Twitter, which a lot of people have brought up. The fucking king of China and the, the oh, czar yeah. of Russia and whoever the fuck, the Burmese twins. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be okay for a while. Yeah, Bill Burmese. But, yeah, all right, I hope you're right. I, either way, we probably got a couple years left, but uh, this GameStop thing just shook the whole foundation. By the way, this is my experience with it. I was in a, a meeting and a thing, and this guy 
was I was I was in Clubhouse and there was this guy telling oh. me about GameStop the day before the news and he was rambling on and on about GameStop and get this and Robin Hood and, oh. and the, the Prince of Thieves and I, I was like I don't know what the fuck you're talking about like I was getting annoyed because I was you like this had it. Is, I was like blah 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 and yeah. then the next day it was the number one story in the world I I, I thought the guy was crazy yeah wow he was trying to report it's like those future movies where the guy goes i'll tell you this is gonna happen i never goes all right you psycho kook and like you could have saved the world i guess so but i mean i don't i'm not in the stocks i don't have an app and uh you nah. know, i hate the soprano so who knows same same i, I got me and veter have uh, a couple grand and some stocks and he texts me once a week i don't answer and then i call him short and that's the end of that but i you know he's a little money jew and i respect him and i think he knows his stuff so i just gave him my money and i i wish he put it in the amc or something but we're 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 up so I'm, I'm not complaining. Now, so did you get some dough from that? Because I still don't know. I've had 12 different people send me six different analogies and the Declaration of Independence. I have no idea what happened. Yeah, I think I got a grasp on it. Basically, a bunch of Reddit nerds got together and said, well, if we all, like hundreds of them, if we all buy stock in this one, it'll go way up and then nobody will see it coming and then we'll just sell it and make a ton of money. Right. Yeah. I see, think that's it. This is the thing. I don't have even like the smallest understanding of the stock market. I, I'm with you. I know a decent amount about a lot of things. I feel like I know some cars, some good on movies, sports, forget about it. I know a lot of sports, music, I'm pretty good, comedy, certainly, a little bit of history, some politics. Sure. Sure. But the stock market, it's just Greek to me. It's more Greek than anal sex to me. I don't know what the fuck it is. Anal's the most cut and dry thing. I mean, you don't want to dry, but that's the or cut. But it's the most uh, obvious A to B, you know, anal to to balls. But stock the numbers, man. You bring any kind of number into the party, and I just I just glaze over. I'm out. I'm like Cosby. I'm out. I'm done. I'm a I'm a Cosby fan. I can't do anything with numbers. I'm talking stocks or savings or accounts or banks or taxes. I'm out. Yeah, I can do a batting average. I'm pretty good with batting okay. average. I can figure that out. And and I feel for you because I'm like regular math dumb. I'm right. like, I can, I can do arithmetic pretty quickly. I understand some math. But I know you got the you got hit in the head or whatever happened. You got kicked by a yep. mule. You're a math retard. So you must just shit your pants. I'm a math tard. I can't do it. It hurt me throughout my whole childhood. I mean, if, if, unless it's got a zero behind it or a five, I'm out. You know, somebody goes 13 plus eight. I'm like, ah, shit. I can't match them because I'm all at 13 or 15 plus five. All right, I got you 20. But once you start throwing those odds in there, I'm a I'm a goner. Yeah, odds are not a good quality. So <laughs> I, I, I feel I for even. you. But I, I have the same thing. I got a retirement thing, an S and P or a Texas A uh, and M, some crazy shit. Four hundred one nine. I don't know. <laughs> Club four hundred the spray. I don't know. I'm out. We we got a uh, you know what's it called a fucking accountant, and then he gave me this other guy, Craig. Do you have Craig? I don't know about Craig. <laughs> Got a, I got a Craig. I talked to him once four years ago. I send him a, a, a multi-thousands of dollars every year. I've never spoken to the guy. I don't know where he lives. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So hopefully something. I don't know. <laughs> and it if I look, by the way... Sorry, go ahead. He could be on the Ivory Coast on a yacht, you know, with with the what is it, the Swedish money? What's the neutral one? Swiss Alps, Swiss Bank, yes. all that shit. Jeez, yeah. I mean... yeah. I've only given him like eight grand, Watch. so it can't, it can't be much. But if I followed it, I might be a fucking walking around in a mega hat. If I looked at it, I could have been like, yeah. oh, Jesus, I had no idea. I was missing the whole thing. I know, I know. And look, it's it's this is what I hate about the news now is they keep trying to spin this GameStop thing into some kind of – because now that Trump's out and now that BLM doesn't exist for some reason, you know, it's just like – Oh, this is a white supremacist. These are all incels, or this is a uh, Trump-based. And you're like, no, it isn't. It's just a bunch of fucking nerds who beat the system and just leave it at that. Stop trying to spin it, you cunts. Oh, see, I missed that part because it, it's it's a story that makes me mad. I get mad when I don't understand something. You right. know what I mean? Where you're playing uh, a card game and someone's trying to teach you and you can't yes. figure it out and you're losing, Same. so you just throw the deck. So Dang. I didn't even follow the story. Sometimes there's news stories that I'm like, I can't wait for this to be over. I, I can't wait for it to pass. It's right. Red, I've never looked at Reddit. I've never played the stocks. I don't know anything. Right. You just want it to pass. I don't know. I think this is this is a uh, 
altering event. I think this is an inciting incident. This is going to change the course of stocks as we know it. Oh, interesting. I, I yeah, I heard that. We'll we'll see. I guess, but this is my fear, and I don't want to get too off the deep end because we're going to be doing a Tim Dillon show over here. But Good doesn't point. it feel? I don't have any faith. I've heard that they're like this is a huge win for the the little guys, and this is going to yes. change things. But I just feel like the the big whatever is too big to mm. even be. They'll just change the rules and squash the people down the way right. it's been throughout history. I agree, and they probably will, but we're going we're gonna to watch it happen. It's the same way with the pandemic, how we saw all the politicians lying and going out to eat and flying over here and there, even though they told you not to do that. Everything is kind of being exposed, and this is just another crack, and some light is coming through. And even though they probably will squash it and find a way to ruin the little guy, this is showing, like, oh, there's some uh, some chinks, and I don't mean the, uh, the, uh, the Asian kind i'm talking about there's some chinks in the armor ah uh, the armor what is a chink exactly is it it's like a, a, like dent? a dent yeah dent or a nick okay i think or i don't know small asian person on the <laughs> on the armor but either way it's uh it's it scares the shit out of these uh old honkies you know they're in their suits going wow this is uh unbelievable and you're like no you just get mad because these fucking dweebs beat you right yeah, see, I, I I can't follow any of it, but um, I don't know. It feels like, you know, meet yeah. the new boss, same as the old boss. It'll just be whatever. But but who knows? I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to read it. Same, same. But I we, we better was. get into some shit here because we're a fucking third of the way through. Oh. And I haven't even heard. I don't even know where you are. You got a weird curtain. I, I yeah. know a little bit about what's going on, and I can't wait to hear more. I can well, tell you this, I, you're going to be wherever you are for a while. That is a uh, that's a window of a hotel, a Hilton Garden Inn, looking out in the Omaha suburbs, if that helps you, but it's a little dark. But I just got off stage at two shows, and uh, yeah, but so much to talk about. We'll start from the beginning. Uh, can I throw this one at you there, Fatty? Yeah, stick it in my ass. So this uh, skateboard company hit me up there's like skateboard vlog and podcast and all that and they go hey we're we like your comedy we heard you used to skateboard i said hell yeah it was my whole life before comedy and they said well can we do a, a interview with you and we'll go out into the park the skate park and film you doing skate tricks and i was like oh dude i'm 37 i'm a, a bag of bones i'm rusty i'm gay i can't do anything and they said well it'll be funny and i'll go oh, yeah fuck it it'll be funny so I go out and meet this kid at 11 a.m. at the fucking skate park in East Village. He's got a board for me. He's got a guy with a video camera. I started skating. I ripped it up. It was great. Ooh. We got it all on film. Now, uh, he had the board, you said? He brought his board, yeah. Okay, so do you have a, do you have a, a deck at home, or what's going on with your skateboard situation? I don't. I have one at my parents' house, I guess. I got a stack of them from you know, the 80s that I used to rip it up on but uh no i don't have one out here because i i never really needed one i had one in new york and i broke it within like the first couple months that was in like 08 and uh, i never bought a new one because i you know i don't ride now let me add do you have the fever are you back are you no, feeling it no i mean I'm, my back on. hurt for three days after my leg hurt i pulled a groin my pussy's bleeding i mean it was bad but i'll tell you it all clicked back in but i i used up a lot of a lot of uh, goodwill, if you if you will. Like uh, I, I was hurting days. I have super sore. I didn't stretch. I, I I showed a couple of pip squeaks up. I'll tell you that, but it hurt later. I paid for it. That's a good feeling. I mean, I I think you should get back involved and, and go full bore. You know, you, you you're in showbiz, so you you gotta be tip top so get some elbow pads some knee pads a, a head pad <laughs> and a maxi pad i i say get out there you know what i mean don't worry about your image get some of the because i know the pads are uncool if i'm not mistaken very, very uncool but that's the thing is it's a young man's anal because it's you slip backwards on a on a rail i mean you're uh, you're done for especially at my age i crack a vertebrae or chip a dick or whatever it is like it's over like back then you could just pop pop back up with a with a bum knee and walk it off but we're getting old so where where can the people find the video where can i find this video <laughs> well it's uh it was actually from that video we made at, in washington square park where i did the kickflip oh yeah hershon yes that's where he saw me he's like oh i saw that kickflip and i said i'm gonna give you a call but it's it's not finished yet we shot it on wednesday so i think they're gonna put it together but it was just a it was a rush to get back out there and, and strap it on again. It was freezing cold and I took a few mean spills and got some high fives from the local kids. It was fun. 
Good for you. Yeah, my wife strapped one on the other day, and, and that was fun, too, and I'm, I'm sore as well, but glad to hear it, and just hearing about it makes me excited. You know, I met Tony Hawk. Did we ever talk about what? this? What? Back in Get the day, met him. I blew him. He came to uh, all the guys. There was some guy named Steve who was good. I, for some reason, I had like a crush on him. He was sexy, but they Gutenberg. came. No, no, he was, it was Steve something. He had black hair. He was cool. Well, we talked about my radical shirt. That, oh. How did I forget this? Oh, my God. That radical shirt, which everyone sent me on Instagram. I appreciate it and Twitter. I, it got autographed. I had it autographed by all the skate what? clowns. Yeah, they all came to Bike Barn. In Whitman, Massachusetts, which was like this huge bike shop. We had like the bike shop, but it was like a skate shop also. It started as a bike shop, but of course, late 80s, early 90s, it, be- it was skateboard fucking craze. So they sure. had to throw a bunch of skateboards in there. And uh, I got into skateboards for six hours because yeah. uh, that's what everyone was into. That was like the thing. Right. So right. I had to go get a skateboard. I got the Radical. And then they came and did a show. At Bike Barn, there was like a half pipe, and there was like a 1,000 people there. Maybe there was 500, or maybe there was 10,000. I have no idea. I was a kid. But we yeah. went and watched the show. I was with Ron Reynolds. We had a great time. I think we were in the front row, like up against the railing. And then they all, it was like a meet and greet afterwards. We all met, and they signed my shirt, and Tony Hawk was one of them. I don't remember the rest of them. Wow. That's crazy. I wonder if it was Steve Barra. Maybe. But- I mean, if you named guys, they were probably there, because it was Tony Hawk and like whoever was on the tour. Well, I wonder if it was the Birdhouse tour that he was on that team, but he had black hair, maybe to here, kind of shaggy. I don't really remember. I mean, this was uh, 30 years ago now, but I, for some reason I was like, ah, because you know when you're a kid, or maybe this is just life, but like I'm like, I don't want to go for Tony Hawk. Everyone loves yeah, Tony Hawk. I'll pick out, I like this guy. Yeah. And I had yeah, no, no I reason. It was just like, that was the guy, it wasn't Tony Hawk. Well, Tony Hawk, to a, to a lot of uh, the real skaters, he's like a Bob Hope or something, where you're like, oh, yeah, he's the famous one, but I don't know if he's the cool, like, you want to like Louie or Burr or, or Rock or somebody, that that's your guy. But that he's like the the face of skateboarding, he's mainstream, he's cute, he's clean, he's, you know, got kids and everything, so he wasn't uh, our favorite, but he is the most famous. Right. It's like Kelly Slater is like the guy in surfing. He's the guy right. everyone knows, but then there's probably, you know... Pete Incavilia or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, everybody's like, oh, Ray Romano, huh? He's amazing. You're like, well, actually, uh, David Tell's better. And they're like, who? And you're like, yeah, exactly. Right. It's the same shit. Interesting. Well, that, that memory just shot into my asshole, but that's cool. I'm excited to see it when it's out. Fucking throw it around. I got I to gotta see this. I can't wait. I mean, I felt it was one of those things where I landed it, and I was like, I'm so glad that's on tape because no one will believe me, and it'll never happen again. Now, could, could you drop into a half pipe if you had to what would oh, happen yeah oh i mean i had one in my backyard i mean a mini one but we built one but i'm talking now 20 years later if you, if you dropped it would you would you swoop over to the other side or would you skid around or what would happen it'd be a little it'd be a little sloppy i mean i'd be going whoa, whoa. i'd have a fanny pack on and a high c going you know but i i think i could pull it off without falling could you go down, up, off the ramp, and land back on the ramp? No, think? no, that's next level crazy shit. Okay, I was a street cool. guy. Ah, the street guys. Well, yes. you should come to Astoria Park sometimes. We have like the best skate park in the city, right down the street oh. from my house. We could come, and I'll shoot it, and then we'll blow each other. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Maybe you bring the ukulele, the mandolin. Ah, shit! I do that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ukulele. I made it My God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's hurtful. I don't know if I can go on through the pod here. Bring the violin. All um, right. Well, what are hey. you cooking with over there? Well, I'm cooking with uh, semen as always. But hey, I want to <laughs> tell everyone a couple things. Stop the pod right now. If you haven't already, go join the Patreon. You're going to get the video on YouTube a week early, and you're going to get all the bonuses. We've done at least one bonus a week throughout the entire pandemic. I don't know how many weeks that is, 45 weeks or something. we yep. got every single live episode on there, and you get the YouTube a week early so you can write you know, whatever you want on the comments before it comes out. And uh, what else is on there? We got the Seinfeld behind the scenes. We got Curb Your Enthusiasm commentary. One Will and Grace that was kind of silly, but that was fun. We got Stranger by the Lake. That's up your ass. So yeah. go join the Patreon. It's the, it's the best Patreon in town. Great. The live apps alone are worth it. I mean, like full houses at the Village Underground, the Hollywood Improv, uh, the Fat Black Pussycat with like Michelle Wolf, Ari Shafir, Nikki Glaser, uh, Burt Kreischer. 
just some some killer stuff. So uh, yeah, you're, you're missing out if you're not on it. And let's try to do the the other thing we mentioned. What if, is that? If, if you join, name? if you join the Patreon, and uh, whoever has the funniest name, we will sh- give you a shout out on the queef. Big shout out. So come up with a, a good fake gay name. You know, sixty nine assholes tied in a knot. Right, and make uh, it funny because we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it and queef it out and shout it out. Yeah, so join up and, and do that today, right now. Yeah. And uh, also, if you're not, if you're starting to smell a little bit, you know, summer's right around the corner. It's January. Oh yeah. Uh, Tuesdays with Stories is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Native's aluminum-free deodorant is a great addition to your 2021 routine. I love native deodorant. That's what I reach for. As soon as I get out of the shower, I take a nice soapy shower, wash my face, wash my balls. Then you got to put deodorant on. By the way, a few times this year, I forgot to put deodorant on because it's weird times. And my wife is like, get out of bed. You smell like a bag of turds. Yeah. But I don't. If I get native deodorant, they care about what you put in your armpits. That's why their deodorant ingredients list includes things you've actually heard of, like coconut oil and shea butter. And another plus is that none of their products are tested on animals, and almost everything is vegan. You know that. You know about uh, this stuff, Mark, don't you? Love the native. I use it. The lady uses it. We keep a couple around just because they they smell nice. They feel nice. They got different options. They're sensitive on the skin. All plastic-free. You know it. You love it. Try a little. And uh, check out the rotating seasonal scents. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com slash stories. They changed it up. Or use promo code STORIES at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash stories. Or use promo code STORIES at checkout for 20% off your first order. Native deodorant. Take care of your bod. That's right. And Tuesdays with Stories is also brought to you by Raycon. Everybody, you're doing a lot of stu- time. You're spending a lot of time watching movies, I'm sure, TV shows, talking on the phone, FaceTiming with the family. I know you're doing a lot of it. You got to have some of the best earbuds around. Get Raycon wireless earbud, ear pods, earbuds. Oh Jesus Christ on it, on acid. We'll clip that. Get yourself some Raycon earbuds. I'll tell you why I love ear earbuds. No dangling wires or stems to get in your way here. You're always knocking the, the other ones out. Raycons come in a range of stylish colors, but always with a comfortable in-ear fit for your most discreet look. Very discreet. Yes. Great stuff. Raycons are built to perform anywhere and anytime with water and sweat-resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly. I know you love Raycons, Mark. Love a Raycon, and I would say uh, used them for a while. Some of the best battery life out there. Big fan. Uh, I used to put them in all day, every day, jogging, working out. I, I put them in while I snooze, uh, and the sound is just top-notch. I love it. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for our listeners, and here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com Tuesdays. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. One more time, buyraycon.com slash Tuesdays. Thank you. All right. I got to ask you about this. Now, this is a story slash a a pickle that I was in, and I got to hear your input your feeling because you're you're a wise man i don't think you get wow. the credit for the wisdom i have never heard wisdom why i have wisdom teeth are removed so this is a new one well you're not smart but i feel like you're wise <laughs> okay you know? i'll take it i'll yeah. take it so what do you what do you think of this what do you what do you feel about this let me let me put a little something in your ass and see if your cock moves so all right hit me you're a new yorker many of our listeners are not new yorkers so let me just explain something you know about there's like, when you come home, there's always grocery flyers in your doorway yes. or on the thing. There's people that go around, they, the, these stores, I guess, the grocery stores, the whatever stores, they hire 
you know, little Mexican kids to walk around with pieces of paper and they just stuff them in your mailbox. They put them in your foyer. They put them on yep. your fence, your door. They're just everywhere. They stick them in your window and it's just yep. trash. And then it blows around the city. It's everywhere. I don't know anyone that's ever fucking used these things. Not once. Maybe to they're, blow your nose, wipe your ass or, or jizz in, but that's about it. They're not even coupons. They're just like no. milk, 80 bucks or whatever. Right. Pot so, roast, 89 cents a pound. So they're everywhere in the city. It's an epidemic, and I've never seen anyone putting them there. They're just always there. So you wake up, and they're in your ass. They're on your wife's tits. They're just all the time. I'm wallpapered with this shit. Yeah. So the other day, for the first time in my whole life living in New York, 13 years, 14, Jesus, 14 years, and I see a kid putting them in the, like the fence in front of my apartment. Ah, and so he's like getting ready to do it. He's putting them around. And I say, hey, you can just give them to me. Just give them to me. And the guy like hands me one. He's like, zoo, zoo, zoo. hands yeah. me one. And I have a resentment to this guy because I hate that just garbage and shit everywhere. Yes. And in my mind, I'm taking it out on him. So he hands me one and I just kind of I, I fold it. And then he keeps putting them in the little fence, like three of them. And I go, yeah, I'll take so. I'll go, I'll just take him. He's like, no, no, no. I put, I put, I can't understand what he's saying. Well, he's trying to get paid. Exactly. So he walks, he takes a step away and I just go, and I just rip them all out of the fence because they're trash. Nobody wants them. No, and nobody. So I think what he's gone, he's left, he's done his deed. I just go, and he hears him. He's like, and he's like yelling at me and I'm like, I'd fold it immediately because I want, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is garbage. You're right. putting trash here. I don't want it. No soliciting. But I fold it immediately. I was like, uh, I'm bringing it to my roommates. I'll nah. bring it to them. I'm, I'm holding the thing there. Pretty and good. Like, but he's like, I, but he's like, I, hey, they checked. I think he was trying to say they look. They checked right. to see if they put them there. So he'll get in trouble. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want you to get in trouble. I'll put them back. And he's like, no, fine, fine. But my thing is, what do you mean they check? Like, they're put there so someone will take them in the house, right? So yeah. if they come by, it'll just seem like we brought them in the house. Good point. So then I was like, I'll put them in the... Meanwhile, they're all crumpled up in my hand, like obviously trash. And I was like, I'm going to give them to my people. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay, fine, fine. Oh, and he's like all disheveled. And I felt terrible because I realized, you know, he's just working for eight cents an hour. Right. I shouldn't be taking it out on him. And then I went inside and I put them on the mailbox. Ah. But then I assume the neighbors are like, why is there trash in, fuck in here? Of course. So what do you think? Am I a bad person? Am I a, a decent person? What would you do? I think uh, it's a tough one because that's why a lot of these, these snazzy buildings, they'll put like no menus, no, no whatever. And so they just don't want it because they know it's all trash. But... Yeah, I think this guy's an idiot. I think his boss is an idiot. And they're just like, yeah, this is what you do. And it's like, no, everything's online now. Nobody looks at those. I think in the 40s, you went, oh, how much is milk now? How much is an egg? But I think right. that's over. And I don't, I don't think they realize that. But what a waste of paper. What a waste of ink. What a waste of manpower or person power. It's just such a piece of shit move. And so I'm with you. But it's hard, though, because then once you're face-to-face -face with the guy, he's like, Hey, I, I'm trying to make a living here. I don't give a right. fuck. I, he right. was just told he's going to get sent back to you know Ecuador if, if he doesn't put these things here. So I did yeah. feel bad for him because I had this human face-to-face -face moment, and I allowed 10 years of resentment of these flyers to come out. Right. And he's just a little guy, you know, whatever, sticking him in a fence. But I also didn't understand why I couldn't just throw him away because I don't want him. Yeah, no, that is a tough one. I, I'm with you because they're so worthless. And you see them all over New York City, and they're, they're a pain in the ass. And my so thing just, is like, sorry, you go ahead. You're, you're cutting out the middleman. My thing is like, well, what do you care? You did your job. Now I'm, I live here. I'm picking them up and throwing them away. And if you had been 100 yards down the street, you wouldn't even have known I crumpled them up and threw them away. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's mental. I think he put it there. He saw you rip it off. He's like, hey, I just did that. You're ruining my shit. But... If he's not even there and can't see it, he doesn't know it. But I think it's a mental thing. Like, hey, I just put that there. Yeah, he took it personally, I guess. It probably right. felt insulting to his uh, pride, his ego. So I, I felt bad. So, uh, you know, I ran down the street and I, I, I blew him. But um, Well, that is tough. That's a good <clears throat> question. That's a very curbish predicament. Yeah, it was a strange predicament. But I think I handled it okay. And I'll just tell you about this real quick because I know you got a lot. You're, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You got a lot of gigs. But... 
Uh, go, I've been hogging. I got to tell you, I had, I did a gig. I think you did it back in the summer. Liz from the Stellar yes. hit me up and said, "Hey, we got a show at the Village Underground. Uh, do you want to come do it?" Now, I got a confession to make that I, I've never told the general public in my whole life. This is a big moment. Oh boy, we got an exclusive. This is an exclusive. I should put it on the Patreon. So I've gone this whole time. The pandemic's been going on 10 months. I've managed to go the entire thing without being tested. I love it. I love it. My plan was to go the whole thing because I can't have something put in my nose, Jerry. I can't. I get it. And and this is not just the no. This is a fucking uh, uh, NBA player poking into an Asian virgin. Brutal. I mean, like, I'd rather have a dick in my ass again than than have this nose thing. I, I can't even see it on video. They show the commercial or whatever the fuck, the footage, and everyone talks. Daniel Simonson, by the way, one of the great comics, has an amazing bit about the test. Oh, really? Oh, it's so funny. But so that guy's fantastic. Everyone check Killer. him out. He's from Norway. Killer comic. Great comic. But so he's got a bit about it. So I almost didn't do the show because A... I like the idea of going this whole time without getting tested. I know I'm a bad person. I'm a bad American. But B, I'm like, it makes me throw up when I see the test. I, I can't even, I've heard the stories. You told yeah. me this horror story. Liz is telling me the horror story, the whole thing. And everyone just assumes I've been tested a bunch because I, I've been traveling a, a lot. But right. I haven't felt sick. I've just, I've been fine. And, and Sarah got tested a couple times and we fuck in the tits. So I hadn't been tested so I'm like freaking out. I said yes to the gig. It's an indoor gig. They do the rapid test. It's at the Village Underground. Last time I was there was to shoot my special. Wow. Which So I'm like, I'm just, all the comedy clubs, you know, we love all these clubs, comedy on state and everything, but the cellar is what I really miss. That brick yeah. wall, low ceiling, basement, reverberating, yep. Liz, the hang, the food, right. Val, the Kramer, the butler, yeah. So... I'm like, I got to do it. And it's a killer lineup. Donnelly, Ronan Hirschberg, Jackie Fabulous, Fabulous uh, Daniel Simonson, Yamanika. Killer lineup. Yep. Mike Rowland. And so we go there. I'm like shitting my pants. And Donnelly, that pimple, he's all nervous too. He's like, is it up, up the nose? And we're texting. I finally found someone else that's a big coward like me. So we're like yep. bonding. I get there. I'm so anxious. I'm freaking out. And everyone else is nervous about the show. I don't give a fuck about the show. I'm just worried about getting a tube stuck up my ass. <laughs> then I see Donnelly. This move. I'm still mad at this son of a bitch. He comes up to me. and He's like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm nervous. I'm so glad you're here. We can hold each other's hands. We can kiss. And he's like, I got mine earlier. I'm hosting, so I had to be here early. And I was, uh. like, how was I was like, how was it? And he puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, it's bad. It's really bad. Oh, that's the worst. And he's like, she went so far up. It's so brutal. And I'm turning like white. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna leave. I felt like the cowardly lion when he fucking dives out the window. Right. And then Donnelly's like, I can't do it to you. I'm fucking with you. I'm appalled. What? He's he's fucking with me. He's like, it wasn't that bad. I'm just kidding. But oh, all right. I'm so livid. I'm like, we were what? vulnerable together. We were That's great news. No, I made myself vulnerable. He was vulnerable. We were the cowards together. And then he gets it early and fucks with me. <laughs> I'm like, this goes against everything that uh, we're supposed to be together in this. Oh, I thought you'd be ecstatic. I thought you'd be relieved. Oh, I was livid. I wanted to. I wanted to fight him. Ah. <laughs> But how was it? Not bad, not bad at all. And here's the great part. So, and and we've talked about this before, and this is a topic on Mindful Metal Jacket quite a bit too, is you build up the anxiety yes. in your head, and then when it's time to go, you're just there. There's nothing to do. You just sat there, she stuck it up my ass or nose, and, and did a couple spins. It's over in five seconds. Not bad. And this made me feel good. Ronan Hirschberg, who's had like 40 of these, and he has a good theory. He's like, I think people that did blow have less problem with it because he did a ton of coke, if you can believe uh, that. Ah, interesting. So afterwards, after everyone got the test, he was like, I got to be honest. He's like, that's one of the worst ones I've had. He's like, that's like closer to the worst. So I've had one, and Ronan was like, that's worse than normal. Yes, and I, was I fine. agree. So it really made me feel like I'm fine. I'm just a big cunt. Well, it's all into. Don't you have a, a quote for that? Some Zen AA gay thing? Uh, if you if you worry, you're scurry or whatever. 
Something like that. Well, there's the great Mark Twain. I've, I've suffered a great many hardships in my life, most of which never happened. That's, that's it. That's a fun one. And there's a few others. Check out Mindful Metal Jacket. Nobody listens to it, for God's sake. Please <laughs> listen. I'm doing hours and hours of work on this thing, and uh, nobody cares. But anyways, um, yeah, it check is, that out. It's no joke. I mean, I did it, and it hurt. And they do it twice. Yeah, well, this one was just the one. It was one and three spins. She did a... <sighs> And I was doing the thing, too, where I'm like, I'm the biggest coward, please. I hate myself. My, my father never hugged me. My mother's, uh, you know, mean. And it took 10 seconds. It wasn't yeah. so bad. Uh, but anyways, so then you go downstairs. Everybody's cleared. And we did the show. And it was just magical. It was streaming to 1,000 people. Take a guess which Seinfeld guest star was watching and messaged me to say it was great. Ooh. I'm going to go with uh, Mickey the Midget. No, I wish. Damn, because he, he, he does stand up a little. I'll give you a hint. She has a spectacular body part. Terry Hatcher? Terry Hatcher was watching the show, and she messaged. She's like, if I was on the treadmill, I was dying. You're great. Couldn't believe it. Terry Hatcher. I could be dating an Oscar winner, Jerry. <laughs> Oh, my God. I had the hugest crush on her. That's amazing. That's Lois from Lois and Clark. Terry Hatcher, and, uh, the Desperate Housewives, the whole thing. That's yeah. incredible. Pretty exciting. And uh, we so messaged hot. back and forth a few times. I said, what? hey, I'm not exactly thrilled with my wife. And she said, hey, I know the feeling. And I said, do you like <laughs> skateboards? And and Oh, uh, my God. Hatcher. I made up the part about the skateboards, but the rest is true. Very exciting. Wow. But what a night. I mean, I went on there, and I, I haven't felt alive like that in so long because you're, yes. you're in the basement, the bricks, the thing, and again, that's where you shot the special, and there's, there's beautiful, exciting people, and it was just killer, and I was riffing, and then and, and everybody fucking killed, and to sit in the back and watch like seven stand-ups in a row... And it just felt like the old days. It was bittersweet because it felt sad also because you're like, God, we, I want to do this every night to hang right. in the back with four cuts. And you're like, have you done this bit? Have you ever heard this bit? This is crazy. Oh, my wow. God. She's so funny. He's so funny. And uh, Daniel Simonson really blew me away. That guy is like unbelievable. But I haven't watched any stand-up in a year. And you forget how fun it is. Yeah, he's a tough follow. I hope he didn't go out. He's a tough actor because he's like he's like an '80s comic where he just fucking rips like the room comes apart, and then you got to go up there and go Uber, huh? You know, it's he's doing another thing. Yeah, so funny. And and Ronan was on. I went after Ronan, who's another killer. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, everybody just killed. It was so fun to watch. So fun to be in that basement again. And Liz and I just wanted to hug everybody and make out with them. And and who knows? And then afterwards, I heard. That those uh, rapid tests have like thirty percent false yeah. negatives. So then I was like, "Oh Jesus, I'm probably gonna die," but I'm fine. And uh, great, great night, special night. And hey, Terry, what's up? I love you. Ah, uh, Terry Snatcher. I mean, that's lunch. I'm, I'm wildly jealous. That's incredible. And she's on the treadmill too, which is somehow even hotter. I just picture her in like a leotard and a dildo up her ass. Ah, oh, God, so hot. I'll put in a good word. Thank you. Uh, wow, that's a killer night. Yeah, just it's funny how that was so normal, and now it's like this special treat. Yeah, I mean, well, that was that's the part you missed because, like, I've done a bunch of shows. I was in Royersford, which was great, and and all these gigs, and and, and Shafi's got a bunch of gigs and and good stuff. And I did Foxborough and yada yada. I'm in Key West next week, but that feeling of like, hey, everyone's been tested, so we're we're all good to go. And then the seller, because you're with seven comics. It's not right. just you're watching some local dick and uh, whoever you brought. It's it's like, oh, this guy, that guy, right. that girl. Right. And it's so fun. And like I said, we're just we're eating fries in the back and chips and, and just a good time and to walk down those stairs felt so fun. The only problem like, that that show is great and Liz is the the best and puts on a hell of a show, yada yada. But my problem was the one I did was in a warehouse kind of nightclub y place and mm. the audience sucked. It was in Tribeca, it was like hot people and models, so you know, they never laugh. So I think you had the the better one because mine was exciting. I'm hanging out with Chris D and Mateo and Kirsten is there, we're all busting balls, and then the show wasn't great. So it was all kind right. of this weird bummer. Oh, our our show was awesome, man. It was it was really great. Now I, I, I wanna 
wrap this up because we got we're running out of time here, and I want to hear because I know you got some tales going there. I got crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna fly through them, and please jump in because it's there's a lot of kooky facts and factoids and gays. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the whole kitten kaboo. Please. All right. I'll just just a, a little over overview here. Thursday night Kansas City Improv. Friday night Des Moines two shows. Saturday Des Moines two shows. Sunday Oklahoma uh, Omaha two shows. So. You fly into KC, which is a cunt of a flight. You got eight eight layovers, six U-Hauls, one bus, an AirTran, and a Tran-E. And you finally get to Kansas City. Then you got to get the rental car because you got to be driving for three days. Right. So I go get the rental car, yada, yada, yada. And the lady's nice. Everybody's got a mask on, plexiglass. She gives me the, the piece of paper you need. I go out to meet old George, old black guy. He's a super sweet guy, Kansas City. Hey, I'm George. Well, he's got a bit of a limp and a hunch. And he goes, excuse me, sir. They didn't put the the type of car on there. And I go, oh, I, I think it was a compact. I just get the cheapest piece of shit they have. And he's like, I can't help you unless you get the, the thing written. It's, the lady's got to write on there, compact. And I was like, ah, jeez. So I got to run back in. And the lady goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I never make a mistake in my life. Here you go. Because I made a mistake, I'm upgrading you. Ooh. And I go, oh, all right, whatever. You know, I'm fine with a Dodge Dart or Spark or butt plug, whatever it is. So I go back out to George, and he goes, oh, okay, you got a nice luxury midsize. And I go, ooh. So he goes, anything from out of this uh, thing? And I go, but it's a Hyundai and an Elantra and a, and a Camaro or a Corolla or whatever it is. And then, in the glistening light, ping, I see the Dodge Charger. Ooh. And you get that fucking Tim Allen 90s thing going like, (laughs) (laughs) you start feeling like masculine, your testosterone starts pumping, you go, fuck it, give me the Charger, I jump in that thing, boy, that thing cooks. I peeled out, it was like a three hour drive, or it it was like a 20 minute drive to the hotel, but... I did Kansas City. It was great. Hot show. Next day, I couldn't wait to get in that fucking bitch and drive off to uh, Des Moines, which is like three hours. And that thing moves, baby. Boy, it was a thrill. Now, what are we talking? Black? Is it orange? Yellow? What are we talking? It was like a sexy, blacky, gray kind of thing. You know, they got those weirdo fusion interracial colors, and that thing moved. I was like going 90 in two seconds. The pickup and the gas mileage is pretty good, too. And I was just whizzing down. I I passed everybody. I was zigging and zagging. I I felt like uh, Griswold out there, you know, like a nice car, just tearing up the Midwest road. You know, my uncle's got a 66 Charger. We ever talked about this? Woo, that's a sweet little cherry there. It's unbelievable. Jet black. It's the exact car in the movie Big Fish. If you ever saw Big Fish, there's his red. He's got the red one. My uncle has the black one. And I'll just tell a quick tale. He's had it since he was 21 years old. It's his baby. Restored it, the whole thing. And years ago, like 20 years ago, he sold it to a guy. And the guy's like, I'm going to go get the cash. I'll be right back. He came with the cash in his hand. My uncle Brian said, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I fucked up. And the guy understood. He's Whoa. like, I, I totally get it. He's like, not a problem. It. He's like, I'm really serious. He's like, I totally get it. Not a problem. He's like, I couldn't believe you were selling this to me. And my uncle was like, he was going to cry. Like the guy, and if the guy had the cash, it would have been a done deal. He had to go get it. And he was sitting there being like, I can't do it. And, uh, and my, my cousin, his, his son bought a 67. Ah. So they have a 66 and a 67. Well. I like to 69, but that's a beautiful story. It was almost meant to be. You know, it was uh, fate. Fate, baby. All right, so you take it to, uh, don't tell me, Des Moines. Yes, Des Moines, which I don't even know what that means. I think that's French for uh, shit town. There's nothing to do there or white people. But either way, I'm in Des Moines, funny bone, one of the good funny bones. And we sell it all out because there's, you know, eight capacity eight percent capacity and uh, i got this kid ari killer feature like one of those rare features that you just never heard of it just fucking murders it ari mans i think oh first of all kc so they sent they go who do you want to open i go i don't know whoever some local guy i want to throw a local guy a bone and they go well here's a list of a bunch of local guys with links and i'm like i don't want to watch all these local tapes so i open one of them it's a guy in a suit probably a little older guy in a suit looking sharp 
at doing one of those dry bars, killing. So I go, perfect. He's got jokes. He's killing. Book him. And I get there. I show up. This guy's 65 years old. He's dressed like Eminem. He's got a hat to the side with a flat brim. He's got a leather jacket on, a, a amped up T-shirt. What do you call it? Tap out. He's got a fucking uh, tight pants that are camouflage. I go, what, what the hell are you doing? He goes, what are you kidding? It's a bunch of kids out there. I got to fit in. I go, that's 35-year-old idiots out there. It's a bunch of guys in hoodies and, and sneakers. And he goes, oh, no, I, I don't know about this shit. He goes out there and eats his lunch. <laughs> He tried to be hip, but it blew it. Blew it. He blew it. <laughs> but <laughs> cute guy, sweet guy. He had a business card and a couple of VHS tapes he was selling. But Des Moines, I got this kid Ari. He's an LA kid. Opens for Theo. Opens for Santino. Funny guy. Really great act. And here's the clinker. Mm-hmm. This guy shows up. Looks just like Javier Bardem, but like younger and more normal. And he goes uh, to the lady, to the manager, goes, hey, uh, can I do a guest set? And she was like, Jesus, well, you just show up and expect a guest set? And he's like, oh, I understand, but I opened for Greg Warren a month ago at the Omaha Funny Bone. I like Norman. I figure, hey, I'll come by and do a guest set for him. And she goes, oh, you open for Greg Warren? Okay, we love Greg Warren. We know Greg Warren. And Colleen runs the Funny Bone there. So if she likes you, then I like you. But let me check with Mark. And he goes, yeah, of course. So she comes in the green room, and I'm chopping it up with Ari. And she goes... It's a guy out there, says he owns for Greg Warren. You want him to do a guest set? And I'm immediately like, ah, you ever heard of the guy? She's like, no. And I'm, I'm nervous because I've been burned. Sure. Too many times. And I look, I like to give out stage time, and I get it. It's hard to come by, especially in a pandemic, but something's fishy. This guy just shows up. So she goes, all right, hold on. Let me text Colleen, the manager of the Omaha Funny Bone. So Colleen, she's like, hey, this guy's here. He said he opened for Greg Warren. She goes, never heard of him. Ooh, interesting. And I said, well, let me text Greg Warren. So I go, hey, this guy's at the Funny Bone. They said he opened for you. Never heard of him. Wow. Dirty. So now the manager is pissed. And she's like, is this guy fucking lying to me? And uh, I was like, yeah, maybe he is. And, and then the feature goes, well, look, I'm, I'm going up cold. It's a two-man show. Why don't you let him do five in front of me? And that way I'll have a host anyway and he can take five minutes of my time. And we were like, all right, yeah, because we're kind of curious. Sure. So he goes up, has a rough one, and now she's steaming. She's like, not only did this guy lie to me, but he just kind of had a rough set. Fuck this guy. And he gets off stage. She chews him out, kicks him out of the club, says, don't ever come back. You're dead to me. Wow. And he's like, what? No, I swear to God. And he's gone. <laughs> then her phone, ping, Colleen. You know what? I do remember that guy. What? Then my phone pops up. Greg Warren. Yeah, no, that's the guy. I know that guy. Tall guy, dark hair. And I said, yeah, yeah. They just chewed him out, kicked him out of comedy. He'll never work again. So. Wow. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Boy, not I a know. memorable guy, I guess. They they fired him, and uh, apparently they called him the next day and apologized. But uh, the guy's having a rough week. Jesus. And so. But is it one of those things, too, where like afterwards, you kind of, in retrospect, you're like, actually, he did pretty well. Yeah, maybe like, he did, did he okay. Get a few laughs? It's pretty funny. <laughs> he did okay, actually. I mean, some stuff hit, some stuff didn't, but it was we were just staring at this guy like he was an enigma. Except he was white. But uh, I was about to make the same joke. Aha. Uh-huh. Sorry. So uh <laughs> Des Moines was great, whatever. Get out of Des Moines, wake up in Des Moines, go f- straight to Omaha in the Charger. <laughs> two-hour drive did it in like a one hour and 40 going 90 the whole way get to the omaha funny bone mike cronin's opening you gotta love mike great time great fun great club do two shows three o'clock and a six o'clock the fucking sun is shining the birds are chirping the the cows are humping and we do two shows now here's the clinker again I'm doing a little meet and greet, little kind of thing after. You know, try to keep safe. Hi, hello, maybe a fist bump. This one gal comes up with a big tube with a bow on it. And I go, oh, what's mm. this? She goes, oh, I got a surprise for you. And I go, oh, oh boy. boy, and I shake it. It's got a, it's got some weight to it. What the hell is this? And, you know, you immediately feel bad. You're like, you don't have to bring me this shit. I feel bad. Just thanks for coming. But whatever. So she goes, open it, open it. And I go, all right. Pop it open. Pull it out. 
You'll never guess in a million years what this is. All right, well, it's got. A, I'm thinking poster because it's a tube, so it's a poster tube. You're saying no to the poster. Well, it's ha- saying heft, a lot of heft. Okay, it's heft. Uh, Wait, it feels dildo y because it's got to be cylinderish. It's got to be cindelic, Cinderella, yeah. <laughs> and it's got some weight. So maybe it's a, a strap on, perhaps. Well. I guess you could use it for that. So I pull, I put my hand in. This is a long tube. This is like four feet or whatever. I pull it out. Now this is for the real gays out there. Many episodes ago, maybe even many years ago, I did the Cleveland Hilarities Club. And if you sell out the shows, they give you a baseball bat. Yes. With your name engraved in it and the club and all that and the, the people, the owner, whatever. And it's like a nice bat with some time and effort put into it. I brought it to the airport, and they go, yeah, you can't bring this on a plane. It's a weapon. I go, what the fuck are you going to do? This is an expensive, nice bat. They go, you're going to have to throw it out or check it. And I was already late, so I said, just keep it. Just keep the fucking thing. And she said, I'm throwing it out. And I said, ah. So some twat took that bat and put it on eBay. What? Yes. And this gal, this sweet little lady, found it on eBay, bought it, and brought it to the show. The bat, the, the original bat. bat. The bat. What? How did she get it? Is there a TSA person or something? I mean, I want to know how she got this. Fu- who? Who was the eBay bitch? That's the. That's think it's a TSA whore. Oh my god, this is uh. insane. This is like. This is like a mystery wrapped in an enigma. I mean, we should go. This should be an HBO special, or an HBO thing. The TSA yes. lady bat. I mean, this is wild. This is a true crime Alex Gibney docu series. I mean, the the twists and turns that bat's been all over the Midwest. Wow. God bless it. What did she pay for it? May I ask? I think she paid one one fifty. 150 bucks. Okay, wow. I mean, that's probably under value, really, if you think about it, because well, it's not signed by you. It's signed by the club. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, but but here's the rub. I go, hey, this is very sweet. You're a fucking hero. I love you. I'll blow you, but I can't bring this on the plane again. Right. Well, can't you check it, though, if, you, if you're uh, not late or something? Because you haven't flown yet. Good point. But can you check just that or does it have to be in a bag? Uh, that's a good question, Aguado. I mean, because I can't picture a bat and balls like sliding yeah. down that thing when you get uh, right. there. Be sliding all around the bottom of the plane. You'd hear it in the in the cabin. But she goes, I thought of that. This is a, such a sweet lady. She's like, I thought of that. I'll ship it to you. And I'm like, well, now you're, you're getting... 150 for the bat, then the shipping's gonna be 50 bucks, and you're down 200 now, and you're you're spending all your time on my fucking bat that I'll probably put on a mantle and put up my ass once in 10 years. But she's like, give me your address, and so now she has my address, and she's sending the bat over. Wow, that is exciting. And <clears throat> let's see if something else happens, because it, if it's like a Seinfeld, <laughs> there'll be one more incident. You know, the UPS right. guy will be gay, or he'll trip, or whatever. Yeah, he'll get into a fight, and he'll have to pull the bat out and beat the hoodlums off with it, and then it'll have a whole other story. So, yeah, who the hell knows, but shout out to that lady. We hugged. She said, thank you. I'm a Tuesday. She had a Tuesday shirt. I love your comedy. I love Joe. I love the pod. You're putting so much joy into the world. She started crying. I didn't know what to do. I hugged her. I I had to put the fire out. And, uh, yeah, so she's a fucking mensch and uh, the gay of the week. Wow, no kidding. Yeah, I got. I don't even have a candidate for Gay of the Week. I mean, buys the bat on eBay. This is insane. I figured that bat was, you know, up someone's ass and uh, over and out, but around the corner. Yeah, same. I mean, it went from TSA, the garbage barrel at the fucking Cleveland airport, to her bedroom where she probably lubed it up and sat on it for a week, and then bam, <laughs> comedy club. <laughs> Wow, I mean that that is amazing. So you got to do something special with that thing. I use mine all the time around the house because I'm one of these guys that's always pretending to be hitting. I'm hitting the game-winning home run every every day over here, and sometimes I flip it around and I'm playing guitar. So mine's like all worn out in the handle. You know, it's gold. Like yeah. it's all I've like rubbed gold all over my hand, and uh, it's all worn out because I, I use it all the time. I love it. It says, "Here's to Tuesdays with stories. We love you." Well, there you so, go. All right. Well, I'm going to use it, too, then. I'm going to fuck around with it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Maybe we should take pictures. Like, we'll do, like, the Bash Brothers. This McGuire and Jose Canseco had that poster that all the yes. girls beat off, too. That'd be fun.
I love it. Back to back bets. We'll be the Gash brothers and have, you know, pussies something. I'm into it. All right. Gash it up. So, yeah. Thanks to her. Thanks to all you kooks out there and queefs out there. We got a lot of Patreon stuff cooking. We're going to fuck you. We're doing another Seinfeld app. We we invented it. Blow me. And uh, we'll keep doing some curbs and some uh, some twinks and some other stuff. So get on the Patreon. Send us in your funny name. We'll read it out. We'll give you a shout out. The funnier, the better. And uh, yeah, tell a friend. Get on board. Hyenas are done. We're the pod. Get yeah, on board. Baby. Yeah, get on board. <clears throat> Jump in there. I'll be in Key West, by the way, which is like, they're like, the new variant is going wild in Florida. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then there's the Brazilian thing. So Key West right. Comedy uh, next weekend, 11th through 13th, and uh, something in March. Side splitters in March, and uh, <clears throat> I don't know. So go join the Patreon. Sign up for my uh, YouTube, whatever you say. Subscribe yes. to that. A couple videos up there, and uh, check out Mindful Metal Jack. And if you got anxiety or depression, I got to start plugging this thing. It's got 11 viewers, so go check it out. Listen to it; it's a lot of fun. And then uh, Ronan and I are talking movies. For the love of fucking Christ, take it easy on the guy. These comments—you got to see him. It's brutal. Really, I left a few. I, I feel for him. He's a wonderful comic, and I gotta just hammer home Ron on Hirschberg, one of the best comics. Great working, comic. killer. Even if, even if his 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 movie opinions are trash, just uh, take it easy on the guy and listen to his albums because he's amazing. Yes, he's a beast. Yeah, what's the album called? I forgot. It's a it's a killer album. Downhill ever since. It's it's really great. There and, you go. Uh, absolutely hilarious, and he killed at the VU also. I mean, sure, he's, uh, you know, his Jewish. movie's opinions. Yikes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, no. <clears throat> anyways, check it out. Check it out, folks. Uh, keep on, keep it on. Tell a friend, blow your dead, praise Allah. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Things are, things are looking up. We're going to get out of this goddamn pandemic at some point. Vaccine. Vaccine.